Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to today's independent travel podcast with me, Simon Calder. And today I am absolutely thrilled to have a supersonic special um, involving Captain Andy Mills, who flew on Concorde for six years from 1997 to when Concorde sadly retired in October 2003. So my first question to you, Andy, is this sounds like everybody's dream job, was it? Absolutely. I mean, uh, a bit like your introduction, to call it a job is a misnomer. It was uh, the absolute icing on the cake and uh, it was a wonderful aircraft to fly, absolute privilege and definitely the culmination of uh, my career, definitely the icing on the cake. So how different is it from flying an ordinary aircraft? Because I believe that you, before that you were on Airbus A320s, which are a perfectly good aircraft, but quite um, quite ordinary. Yes, well, well it's, it's totally different uh, to other aircraft in many respects. Um, and effectively, it's three aircraft in one. It's uh, a subsonic aeroplane, a supersonic, a transonic aeroplane. So it exhibits all sorts of different characteristics in the various flight uh, regimes. Um, interestingly, the A320 Airbus uh, is a direct result is of the result of the uh, development of the flight control systems, especially that were developed for the A320, which revolutionised the um, that whole genre of aircraft. All of those systems are nascent in Concorde. But everybody thinks, or I do at least, that Concorde was absolutely antiquated. So it was a 1960s design using 1950s <laughs> engine technology. And uh, clearly, um, you know, by the time the 21st century arrived, it simply didn't really have a place in the world, partly because of its immense noise and fuel consumption. Well, uh, sadly, that's a misnomer. The aircraft was actually revolutionary in almost every respect you can think of. The, the basic flying control system was developed as fly-by-wire, uh, which is the subsequently developed for the whole of the A300 series of Airbus aircraft. Um, the, uh, every aspect of the aircraft was, was very modern. First aircraft with... Um, uh, the, the braking system that it had, um, first aircraft with a um, one of the only aircraft in civil aviation with an aircraft that shortened the undercarriage before it was retracted. The uh, dynamics of the supersonic flight, um, where the engines were operating at about 43% thermal efficiency, which is unheard of even now in the in the aviation industry. I believe even today there are still uh, the engines are only achieving barely 40% thermal efficiency. So I mean in every in every aspect the aircraft was a record breaker. Why then are we looking at a situation where 21 years on from the final flight of Concorde we seem no closer to having anything 
uh, that looks like um, supersonic flight. Yes, there are a couple of companies working on it, but there've been kind of a couple of companies working on it for as long as I can remember. The, well, all the old problems that came up during the development of Concorde, the, the big one being the sonic boom. There's been all sorts of uh, research into uh, neutralizing the sonic boom, reducing it, making it acceptable. But unfortunately, it's, it's one of those facts of life. You get a shockwave and the boom uh, it creates. And unfortunately, the attitude worldwide now is, is anti-boom. Nobody wants to accept it. There are all sorts of um, uh, weird ideas have come out, how dangerous it is. Um, frightens sheep, it breaks Ming vases, apparently, and uh, all of that sort of uh, um, hypocrisy. Uh, basically, it's just a, a, a pressure wave. I mean, the first ever supersonic boom was, uh, uh, do you know where that, when that was? It was back in history. It's the first time man ever cracked a whip. A whip crack is actually a supersonic boom. So, um, yeah, it's harmless. It's been around for years, but there you are. The mythology is that it's um, a nuisance. And that's difficult to overcome. But the... The big, big problems with supersonic flight developing the aircraft, as I said to you earlier, it's three aircraft in one. So the, the development costs are enormous. They're quadrupled um, again and again over normal um, projects. Um, so it's basically the development costs which are the killer. So you are one of the very, very few people probably um, there's no more than double figures of people who've actually captained Concorde. Um, tell us what the thrill was. I imagine something like chasing the sunset across the Atlantic. That's, uh, well, that's in the midsummer or uh, spring and uh, autumn uh, or springtime. We would invariably take off in the dark and see a second sunrise because we're obviously going faster than the sun. Um, so that was quite a normal uh, thing. There was a special flight a while back uh, where they, there was an eclipse over the Atlantic and uh, a special charter was sent up. I think a couple of aircraft went up to chase the sun with a varying degrees of success. I'm not sure it was total success. But yes, I mean, when you can travel as fast as the sun crosses the earth, then that, that is, uh, can be quite thrilling and an advantage. And let me take you back to October 2003 when Concorde was retired. How did you personally feel about that, emotionally? Um, by October, we got used to the idea, but um, how I, when I joined the fleet, one of the questions you ask is, when, how much longer will it last? We were assured that it would be, uh, we would get three years notice. Well, in the event, we got six months notice. Uh, I woke up one morning, listened to Radio 4. It was in April of 2003, and the British Airways board decided to announce to the stock market, because it became a stock market issue, uh, that they would cease flying in 2003. I mean, uh, in October that year, the writing was on the wall. The French had already indicated that they would stop flying very soon, even sooner. And um, the Airbus had, had said that they would um, stop supporting the aircraft development, i.e. the Certificate of Airworthiness, 
later that year and the, and the compromise date was reached in October for October that year. Speed of sound, what was the great appeal to the passengers on, on board your aircraft? Uh, oh, it's, I mean, it was just special in every way. Um, you know, I mean, British Airways did very well making the aircraft, you know, making it a very uh, first-class experience, the food, the wine, everything. Um, and the fact that you're flying at 60,000 feet, twice the speed of sound, 23 miles a minute, faster than a, a, a rifle bullet, sensational in every way. And, you know, once you were up at 60,000 feet, Mach 2, you'd look out the window and see the curvature of the earth and the uh, Umbra developing, you know, you were on the edge of space. And I mean, the whole thing was just, it was a wonderful experience. For, and for us as crew, it was wonderful experience every time we flew. And there was a great camaraderie on the fleet. Captain Andy Mills, thank you very much indeed for sharing your memories of Concord and also looking into the future. And thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.